The Gospel according to John, chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. On the night of his arrest, Jesus delivers a final testimony to his disciples to help them in the days ahead. Here he repeats the most important of all his commandments, that they love one another. And now the reading. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because a servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. The word of our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. I'll back up for those in the first row. Uh, Jesus says, this is my commandment. That you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. And I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So friendship, friendship is an interesting concept. In modern America, it can mean a number of things from someone you eat lunch with at work, to maybe a Facebook friend that you may not feel comfortable holding a conversation with in public, all the way up to a lifelong friend to whom you would drop anything to help. I always say the test of a true friend is whether they will help you move. (laughs) Or if uh, you text them at 11 o'clock, And you say, hey, can you drive me to the airport tomorrow at 6 a.m.? And they say, sure. That's a true friend. And that reminds me, uh, Pastor Keith, can you help me move next Wednesday? I'm moving out to Cincinnati, and I really need an extra hand. I think that was a no. Um, So there are many different types of friends in this world, but uh, to highlight the kind of friend Jesus is calling his disciples in our gospel reading today, I wanted to use a well-known story about friendship, the Sandlot. And for those of you who hadn't had a chance yet to see this cult classic, the story goes that an adolescent boy named Scott Smalls, a.k.a. Smalls, moves to California with his mom and his stepfather and has a hard time making friends, particularly because he's so smart, and he is perceived as different. Smalls is invited by Benny the Jet Rodriguez, the best baseball player in the cul-de-sac, to come play ball with his friends, and Smalls secretly has to hide the fact that he can neither catch nor throw a baseball. But encouraged by Benny, who won't take no for an answer, Smalls joins the team of kids who play ball in a dusty baseball field called the Sandlot. So I have a clip uh, to show all of you. 
and it's Small's first attempt to catch and throw a ball, and then Benny, uh, Benny's reaction to the whole situation. So, um, if you didn't catch it, Smalls is not good at baseball, right? But Benny, showing true friendship, does not let him leave just because the rest of the team is getting frustrated. Instead, Benny takes his time, learns about Smalls and why he's overthinking everything, and gracefully teaches him how to catch and throw. With his invitation, Benny was not interested in just another body in the field, but instead a friendship that was life-giving regardless of Small's skill level. This is not unlike the friendship that Jesus calls his disciples into as he gives them a new commandment. 
to love one another just as I have loved you, he says. Love, in this verse in our gospel today, is translated from the Greek agape, meaning an unconditional love. This is not a transactional love, agape, as in if you drive me to the airport, I will love you. It's not a love with strings attached, as in if, uh, that I will love you as long as you help me move. No, instead, agape love is a love without merit, a love that cannot be earned and is given by sheer grace. Agape love is the love that Jesus has for his disciples and the love that Jesus has for, for us. Theologian Rob Bell explains this larger-than-life love like this. Agape doesn't love somebody because they're worthy. Agape makes them worthy by the strength and power of its love. Agape doesn't love somebody because they're beautiful. Agape loves in such a way that it makes them beautiful. This is the, this is the love that God has for us and is calling us to share. It is not only unconditional, but it's also life-giving. So when Jesus says he gives uh, us these commandments so that we may love each other, he's calling us to agape one another. To look past the judgments of this world and to see one another as beautiful and as worthy and as children of God, and in turn, lifting up the body of Christ within this world. When Benny the Jet Rodriguez welcomes Scotty Smalls to the Sandlot, he is doing so with agape love, a friendship that is life-affirming and has little or nothing to do with baseball. Instead, it was a friendship that gave hope, joy, and laughter after just a moment of awkward introduction. Now, this was the beginning of Benny and Smalls' lifelong friendship, as you would find out at the end of the movie. Spoiler. But in our gospel, we find Jesus in the midst of the ending, or so it seems, of, the, of his friendship with the disciples. The greatest love means to lay down one's life for one's friends. And as we know, Christ will die for his friends in order to save all from the grasp of sin. And later in the gospel of John, in the 21st chapter, the resurrected Christ comes back and confronts Peter, after the cock crowed three times, and Peter denied him three times. And so Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And Peter responds three times, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus then tells Peter to feed my sheep and to follow me, knowing that Peter will in turn give his own life serving Christ. Feed my sheep. Follow me. Even if it means sacrificing all that you have on this earth, this is what friendship looks like. This is what discipleship looks like. And this is what agape love looks like. Now, I first came to UDLC to lead a meal packaging event three and a half years ago. And groggy and without coffee, I walked in through the doors of this church for the first time to witness the drive to serve others that is the heart of this congregation. We packaged a bunch of meals that day for hungry kids, and I went on my way touched by the experience and the servants 
that, of Christ that I met that morning. A few months later, I was looking for a field education site for seminary, and I remembered that there was this congregation in Ambler that might have a spot open. They seemed pretty cool. So I emailed Pastor Keith, and even though UDLC hadn't had a field ed student for over 10 years, he agreed to take me on and his protege, as his protege. And my year here set me up for a fruitful internship in Ohio, and as I was discerning on whether or not to come back to Philadelphia or to just finish my seminary career in Columbus, Ohio, just as I called him years before in search of a congregation to serve, Pastor Keith called or reached out to me with an opportunity to serve Upper Dublin. I thought I got out, and he pulled me back in. Jesus, that is. And this past year, I've been here at UDLC helping to design uh, a way in which young adults in our community can find the same agape love and friendship within their own community. We have named the loneliness and isolation felt by all those who live without a community that loves them just the way they are. And we as a church have said that this does not have to be the only reality. Instead, Christ has named us his friends so that we can invite others into the same love that we receive. We receive agape love, this unconditional, unassuming, life-giving love of Christ in order that we can open our arms and reach out and extend that love to everyone we meet. Yes, even millennials, the same millennials who ruin Applebee's and napkins and diamonds, we love them too. Too many people in this world feel alienated, including many of us, because the world tells us that is the only way to live. The world says that we cannot be ourselves and be welcomed just the way we are, no strings attached. And too many of us feel that as if we're the only ones feeling this way, and that there's something wrong with our very being for feeling this way. And to this, Christ says that you are my friend, that you are loved, you are perfect, and you are mine. And this is the mission of UDLC, to share this agape love of Christ, this friendship with whomever we encounter. We stick our gloves up in the air just as Scotty Smalls did, trusting in this promise that we will receive this agape love, and then we are called to throw it back and keep this game going. And while this is my last sermon here at UDLC, this mission of friendship does not end today. We will continue to support those who feel alone and abandoned and ostracized within the world and our very own community, all by welcoming them into Christ's life-giving love. Our call is a call of love from the one who gave his life for us so that we can be free of sin and freed to share the good news of friendship with the entire world. I was once the stranger walking through the doors, and you welcomed me. And embodied with the love of Christ, we became friends. Your ministry of friendship and teaching continues to impact the lives of field ed students and members and visitors and young adults who may never even sit in the pews of your church.
And through your dedication to living out this spirit of love, following Christ's command, uh, lives will be changed well or very far from the doors of UDLC. And so I want to thank you all for being my friends in Christ, for many of you for the past four years. And I think, thank you for continuing to feed Jesus' sheep, and I pray that God will bless your, this ministry and your ministry of friendship and teaching and worship and, above all, agape love. Amen. Thanks be to God.